Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. G'day guys, welcome back to Beers and Breakevens for round 21. Very, very exciting week. We have got a special guest returning this week. I'll get to him very soon. But the show is brought to you by Blue Wealth Property. They make investing in property easy for you. We're going to have some of the crew from Blue Wealth coming to join us on the show over the next few weeks, Mort and Tony. Uh, they've got a show tonight at Borkham Hills, 6.30 p.m., Wealth Through Property. Then they've got another one uh, next week, July 25. That's at Sydney Olympic Park, 6.30 p.m. to 8.30. Uh, then they're down in Adelaide. I don't know how many Adelaide uh, listeners slash watchers slash super coaches we've got, but they're in Adelaide, 6.30 to 8.30 p.m., July 26. And then the webinar, the pop-up webinar, Rent Money is Bread Money. That's on the 3rd of August. So we'll remind you of all those ones still to come over the next few weeks. The link is in the description of the YouTube, the podcast. If you can't find it, reach out to myself or Timmy. We can send you in the right direction. Speaking of Timmy, there was a clear sign on the door that said, do not enter if you're outside the top 5,000. And somehow... You've snuck in, you bastard. Welcome back. Mate, I, uh, I left as a T-Rex and I returned to Microraptor. <laughs> <laughs> the smallest dinosaur ever to exist. I, I, I've, I've never looked less forward to a Beers and Breakings <laughs> podcast. In fact, it ruined my holiday knowing what I was coming back to. It's been a wild few weeks. Yeah, it's been a wild few weeks. It's been insane. Yeah. And it's, uh, I, I think we'll obviously talk more about it, but I think there's just been two or three key guys that you've missed and fuck me it's cost it's almost like it was the same bloke who screwed me over last season my probably fave not probably my favorite player to watch in the nrl so much love and admiration for him but jesus christ kp screwed me in there you know where you're talking about stephen crichton (laughs) (laughs) yeah kp's been just on another level yeah and he as, as we know infamously now that he he was the difference between, I think he finished about 500th last year, between that and being probably top 50. Mm. Uh, bringing him for that infamous concussion game. Didn't play the season just about in this year. I, I think it's actually slept on how much that fucked you last year yeah. and how high you still got. Yeah. And, that was wild. And how what he's doing the exact same thing to me now. Yeah. And I'm a stubborn bastard and I, I'm sticking with a Munster Cody combo at 5'8 and I've got a few plans for fullback too. So KP, it's going to be a tough ride because he's owned by about 98% of top ranked teams, but... Yeah. I'm going to be stubborn. Paired up with Greg the Leg, who you also don't have. You know it, and, and this is going to sound like whinging because it absolutely is. <laughs> Greg, Greg Marju, 
who I had in my round one team as a pod, and then he was ruled out with some sort of niggling injury, and I didn't yeah. start him. Hit pointer. Yeah, hit pointer. So I had to brush him because of that. Haven't owned him all year, and he averages 80. I'm just like, oh. <laughs> anyway, yeah. that's super coach, mate. Yeah, that's super coach. That's why we love it. Uh, what's your score on the weekend? Where are you ranked? Um, tough three weeks. Yeah. So I left, when I left, I think I was about 2,500 or around about there. I've plummeted to 7,000. About 7,000 on the dot, mm. last week being the killer. So I had a couple of small drops. Uh, I was away for three rounds. Uh, and on the weekend, mate, 10.50. One of the all-time stinkers. I dropped about 3,500 spots overall. Uh, the dagger being that, not only in KP. Mm. And then as a result, I, I went to go with captain on Nico Hines. No, you know what? I'll, um, the Warriors will do a number on him. I don't think Nico scores that well. Sweet. He scored about 75. I'll go Mitchie Moses against the Titans. Set up nicely, 41 points. I was just like, I was gutted. It was just one of those games for Mitch where just the points just avoided him. Mm. They just they just never got close yeah. to him. He, he hard, in that game, they scored 25-odd points. He hardly had an attacking stat. It was, it was a tough watch. And Sunday was, mate, it was a tough weekend. Yeah, it tough happens. weekend. It happens. Uh, I scored 1,256, and uh, mate, I've got to take the piss out of myself here. I smugly jumped on my podcast Monday morning <laughs> to give a little Supercoach review because I'd done so fucking well. And I sat there and said, oh, I think I'll be 3,000. I might even sneak in the top 2,000. <laughs> I went down 500. I'm a fucking idiot. I walked into the studio and you go, it's opened. I went on a gun. Where am I? And I looked and got the red arrow and just went, you're fucking joking. You're oh. kidding. It is such a hard year to gain ground. I think that we're both in a really good spot as far as trades mm. left, and God, I hope it pays off. Good God, I hope it pays off. I keep saying week in, week out, mate. Everyone else sort of meandering around that 2,500 mark going, I'm so happy with my squad. I'm happy with having trades in the bank. Like I, I couldn't be happy with where my squad's at, minus not owning KP, of course. But the results aren't coming, so, mate, money where your mouth is. It's all about the, the green and the red arrows, and there's been a bit too much red lately. So, uh, as I said, set up well, but need to make some moves. Do you still think you can make the top 1,000? Absolutely. Yeah? Yeah. Put it this way. Last week was obviously such a pivotal weekend of the season for me. I was sitting before it maybe late 3,000. I was a good week away from shooting up to, you know, 1,500 and being right in the hunt for like a, you know, top 500, top 300 finish. I'm obviously a forever optimist. But it went the opposite way. And I dropped three and a half thousand spots. Mm. So, mate, things change quickly. What I love about this season is that I think because of the buyers each week, it's forced teams to be relatively diverse. So, I think at this time of year, we're seeing teams that are a little bit similar, but particularly CT dubs and fullbacks are very different, even yeah. five eights to, to a degree. So, because there are quite different teams out there, it does give you the opportunity to make up ground late, whereas, generally speaking, teams are quite similar. Add in the fact that, you know, trades in the bank, you know, I preach about it every week, but built for depth all year. So I do think I'm in a position to, to make big rises late. Um, but yeah, a lot of work to do. A lot of work to do. Yeah, and I mean, we're, we're both sitting in a really good spot going into this week. I've got 12 trades. You've got? I've got eight. Coming into this week. Coming into this week. Um, yeah, so I ended up getting in for feeder and Munster last week. So I have a couple more trades that I've got in store and then I'll be set, we'll talk about that later in the show, but going to the uh, the back end, there's about five in the bank for emergencies. Yeah, so I went into last week planning to trade in Nath Cleary and Nass was going to be my little pod. Um, then KP did so well, I had him as my VC, so I just flipped it all around, took Nass back out and I just got Cleary last week. So that was the only trade I made. 
So this week I'm. I'll talk about it later in the show, but I'm. Uh, I'm not putting the toe in the pool. I'm. I'm bombing in. Mate, you have so many trades in the bank. I think I've almost got too many trades. And it happened out of nowhere as well because most of the season I had more than you, and then I know yeah, I've got twelve trades after something. Like, what? Yeah. yeah. No. I've well because I've had these KPs and these marshes and these sort of guys that have gone so big last few weeks. I haven't had to. Chase points, yeah. Like I've played every single buy round short on players, but my guys have scored well, so it hasn't mattered. It's been okay. So no, I, I was at Heathrow Airport about to fly back last weekend. Ten minutes into that Tigers Knights game, and KP had two of the easiest tries I had ever seen in my life. Marju had gone over. I just went, "This is going to ruin my. This might be the worst thirty-hour flight I've ever had in my life." In the way, when he, I was mentioning the playbook potty last night, when he finished with one thirty-five, I went. I have dodged a huge bullet there. I'll wear that. Yeah, yeah. I, I was absolutely happy to wear that. I well, thought he was going yeah. 200 plus. Mate, the, he was goal kicking <laughs> awfully too. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. From, from the week before, he went 11 from 11. Yeah. Couldn't buy a conversion to start that game. Yeah. So I'll, funny, when he's missing kicks, he's setting up tries every he's on about 100, and I'm fucking swearing at the TV. Yeah. Beck goes, oh, I was keeping not doing well. I go, he's doing fantastically, but he's not kicking. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, on the flip side, I was absolutely stoked to see him regain the, the goal-kicking duties for a 66-0 win over the Doggies where he kicks 11 <laughs> from 11. I have all games. <laughs> I rang Jackson. I said, I've got an IOU for you. Yeah. Hand the T over. Yeah. yeah. So you what, when he missed the first three, he was running back, and I thought there was a moment where he would have said to Jackson, fuck me, you take it. Yeah. Thank God he didn't. God, he's held on to it. It's worked out yeah, well. I, I, I missed the uh, DM while I was overseas from you about KP taking over the goalkeeper. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mate. Oh, that was all accidental. Um, all right, let's have a look at the top scorer for this week. Our top scorer was Brett, and I believe he's a playbook fella. Long-time playbook follower, possibly Day Dot, I reckon, possibly even pre-Day Dot, if that makes sense, which it yeah, doesn't. Right. Um, yeah, great man, great super coach, uh, and... Number one overall in Supercoats this week. So, a huge shout-out to him. Good stuff, Brett. You love to see bloke, like, blokes like that yep. take it home. Yeah. Unreal. So, shout-out to you, Brett, mate. Uh, send an email to beersandbreakevens at gmail.com. Now I think about it off the dome, Brett. I believe he might have even emailed me yesterday on my guru email address. But on the message ball. beers and break-evens because that's where I do it from and I'm not intelligent enough to do two <laughs> things at once. So, balls in your court, Brett. Uh, overall ranks... As my computer freezes, so we will move off that. <laughs> Good times. All right, let's have a look at Teamless Tuesday for this week. Got the Dragons taking on the Tigers Thursday night, 7.50 p.m., Wynn Stadium. I, I hear this is sold out, and they're going to be hanging off the canvas <laughs> of the roof. This is going to be unreal. For the Dragons, Tyrell Sloan returns at fullback. Benny Hunt at seven. Burns and Russell on the edges. Jack Bird on the bench. Uh, we'll just point out with Jack Bird, he's played the last two weeks in New South Wales Cup. Played 80 minutes and killed it in both of them. So I would safely assume Jack Bird comes into the starting side would be my little tip. Why did he play the last two weeks in New South Wales Cup? I know the bye one week. So he came back from injury the week before that and then they had the bye. So he just played two games down there, played the full 80 minutes and did really well. Can I actually injury via New South Wales Cup? Yeah. I think I wanted to get minutes into him. Surprises me, but fair. Mm, yeah, and then played the bye round and whatnot. I think uh, he's obviously been out for a few weeks. So, um, yeah, I, I wonder if maybe they didn't plan to play him down there in the bye round. Yeah. They, the, the, yeah. This is one of the great, geez, I wish I had a super coach player in it games. Yeah. But I don't, so. Yeah, I've got uh, Jack DeBellin and I've got my, my boy at hooker. Wow, are Jacob you, Little. Are you just going... Jacob Hughes. Are you just going to run him? Well, I was going to say you're just going to run him as your backup hooker for the rest of the year, but, mate, with your trades in the bank, 
Probably don't need to. But who do I move to? Who do you have, Grant? Yeah. Cook. Yeah, mate, I've got CTWs and forwards that I'd rather play over Cook week to week, Fair to be enough. honest with you. See um, how it plays out, but yeah. Yeah, I've got the option there. I, yeah. I think Jacob Little's sitting at about 500k. Yeah, because so. he has missed... He's only played uh, about 60-odd minutes his last three games, is the concern. He was 80, like, sweet hold. Um, mate, I was even considering nothing out, Jacob Little, because I think Hooker's a wasteland. I think I can get more points elsewhere. Then what happens if Harry Grant gets out? Well, then I trade Harry Grant. I've got trades enough to... If Harry Grant goes down, I trade him to someone else. Yeah, he's your cocky. Couple of good weeks and you start to have enough and then, oh, if enough doesn't work, I'll make another trade and another trade. And but like, I've got CTWs and forwards that I would rather reserve over. No, no, I get that, like but don't don't cons- don't enough out bloody hook. Yeah, right. Jeez, you could leave yourself short. Yeah, it's always good to take advice from 7,000. Um, <laughs> oh, it's going to be a long run home. I tell you what, after leading you by about 8,000 spots for a while, at least it's made this run home interesting. <laughs> That's making it interesting. Yeah, the, 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 the I feel like getting up in the morning, so it's good. Yeah, at least there is a silver lining out of this bed shit. <laughs> uh, for the West Tigers, Dane Laurie at six, Nofaluma on the wing, Sean Bloor named at 13. Let's bury that game yeah. now. Warriors and the Raiders. A genuine blockbuster here. Friday, 6pm from Auckland. Going to be a cracker. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've gone uh, in the way of the Raiders, and that's based off the Warriors being on a five-day turnaround. Had a block of games in a row. The Raiders fresh off the bye, full strength. Had it not been those circumstances, I would have tipped the Warriors, but this is going to be a bell ringer. Yeah, the Raiders uh, signing a couple of could-be-anythings over the last There's few There's been weeks. a few could-be-anythings, There's yeah. been a few, yeah. yeah. I think I might have a part-time job down there. Yeah, we could. Brace yeah. yourself. <laughs> uh, for the Waz, Bunty Arfoa returns in the front row near Corey on the edge and Barnett moves back to the bench. For the Raids, Josh Papali'i back in. Uh, Horsburgh obviously returns from Origin Duties in the 13. Anything more on those teams? All good, mate. All good. Uh, Bunnies versus the Broncos. Game of the week for me and a host of superstars returning. We've already had Tim Williams return. Now we've got Latrell and Reese Walsh. What a week it is. For the Bunnies, Latrell in, Campbell Graham in, Tane Milne in for Ty Munro, I believe. It's only a one-week thing for Ty Munro. I think you'll see him back next week. Have you heard the same? Uh, I was speaking to Matty the Waterboy last night, and he was saying, yeah, just that it was something very minor. Yeah, cool. Colin uh, Tungy Arrow on the edges. Dry Arrow returns as well. Huge in. How, South Sydney. how the inch? <laughs> Trell Graham, Clara Tungy, Arrow, Murray. Wow. Yeah, huge. We're talking with, about Cam yeah, Murray soon. Yeah, with the, the Bunnies draw to come. Oof. Team to target. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the Bronx, Reese Walsh in, Payne Haas and Carrigan in as well. Still no sign of Tommy Flugler. Super Saturday, we've got the Titans taking on the Chooks for the Titans. Brimo at fullback. Isaac Liu into the front row. Aaron Clark, the 13. Cleese Haas on the edge. Did you have a look at Cleese Haas' stats last week? Hasn't he had like three runs in two weeks or something? 80 minutes, one run, seven metres last week. Did the week before, didn't he only have a couple of runs as well? Something two or three like that. Or something. Yeah, not good. Very interesting. Is, especially when... Payne's brother, yeah? Yes. How is that the same stock? This isn't to say Cleese isn't a good footballer, but they could not be polar opposite in terms of work ethic. Yeah, for sure. It was, it was a tight game. Like yeah. It was, yeah. yeah it's Odd. Mind-blowing. Uh, JC's on the bench with Arlick and Randall there. Obviously, Tino has been suspended for the next few weeks. Oh, I'll see you in four weeks, Tino. You'll be straight in. Mate, I, this, the, the absolute... One of my 17 trades. The definition of salt in the wounds. Mentioned it last night, but... I was playing front row short last week, which is fine. I had like 18 blokes, and I sort of manipulated around that, get a free VC loop crack. 
a few other little things. And on the Sunday night, because I was playing in front row, I was short. Had Dave Fafita been rested, or potentially even if he came off the bench, probably more if he'd been rested with you, know, there's a bit of concern around him, I probably would have gone Tino in. <laughs> if that happened and I had to go in and out in two weeks, I wouldn't be right now, put it that way. I would have been. Yeah. I would have come in straight <laughs> away and just gotten so warm. Special up. edition Sunday night How podcast. Good. Love that. Um, for the Chooks, Teddy at fullback, great news for you. I love this matchup for the Ted. Yes, I've got him as my VC this week. Yeah, I like and that. he's a, a little pod that I have for the run home. Mm. Put it this way, he'd been in, by his standards, terrible form the you know the last six to eight weeks. By terrible form, I'm talking Teddy standards. And he averaged, I think, got a 5 average of mid-80s. Yeah. So with some nice games on the run home, Roosters playing to get into the finals, Teddy fresh off a, a week off, I'm, I'm happy to have him. I'm having a look at him. Yeah. Having a serious look at him. Yep. Yeah. Um, Super Lee also back on the sting. Uh, Knights take on the storm, 5.30pm up there at Newey. Uh, for the Newcastle Knights, Dan Gogai comes back in the Melbourne Storm. No changes there. Still no sign of Pappy or Eli Katoa. Uh, Cowboys v Eels, the Saturday night game, 7.35, coming to you from North Queensland. For the Cows, 1-17 for the Eels. Uh, Kim Gillard out. Hello, Jermaine Hopgood. <laughs> and Sebo, uh, he challenged his charge last night, so it went from three weeks to four weeks. He obviously lost that. So um, who will come in there? Is that Hayes? I think will probably come into that spot. Whoever's in the extended bench, I haven't looked yep, at yep. it. So make up your own mind there. Uh, okay, Sunday afternoon footy. Uh, we have got the Penrith Panthers taking on the Canterbury Bulldogs. That's coming to you from Bluebet Stadium. Sharks Warriors, mate. Yep, Sharks Warriors. <laughs> I skipped. No, Wait, no, no. no, no, no. That's you, from last you haven't week. updated yeah. that from last yeah. week. Yeah. But the big boys take the show, all right? Penrith v. Dogs, Bluebet Stadium. Let me fuck up myself, okay? <laughs> Penrith v. Dogs, Bluebet Stadium, 2 p.m. Uh, for Penrith. Cleary comes back. The Origin boys are back. No Hosking. Not named New South Wales Cup this week either. Came off early last week. I'm not sure if it was a knock or a head knock or what it is. Uh, but he's not featuring this week anywhere. For the Bulldogs, Braden Burns out. Alamotti comes back in. Sexton out. Kyle Flanagan back in as well. Um, kick out. And Josh Adokar mm. on the extended bench. Got anything for us on that? Uh, Ads last night just said that he he was surprised to see Adokar named. Like he was meant to be a three week injury or so. Yeah. Um, and what he missed a week, I think. So, uh, but see, Adokar Fox probably unlikely, but nothing for him, mate. Yeah. Um, and uh, wow, one of the great Super Coach matchups to target because anyone that owns Penrith boys and talk of Cleary, Penrith is. One of the greater favourites I've seen in a long time. Black caviar stuff. Yeah. Back home, all their origin boys back. Cleary back <laughs> in, coming off like his origin loss, and he'll be so fired up. Oh, there could be some points in this one. And last week, my again, I've held Brian Toto since round one. And he just have you get, had him the whole time? I have, yeah. Oh, yeah. And he just gets rested <clears throat> every time the Panthers have an easy matchup. So... Yeah. This is the way, not, he's been absolutely fine. Rock solid average and decent, but just hopefully this is the week that he repays a bit of hate. I think it got to about that round 13 and I had a decision whether to sell Toto or Val and I'm like, oh, I really want to hold Val and sell Toto, but Val was missing three out of the next four. Yeah. Anyway, that worked out well. Critter, I know <laughs> you're, uh, you've got a great pass on you, but just run this weekend. Just take him on, Stephen oh, Crichton. Just, Please just take him on. I'm going to... I'm going to whip a tweet out or something and tag Critter and say, 
Mate, you won't make it as a fullback. You can't pass. <laughs> <laughs> Just hope to God that he sees it. You won't, up. you coward. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, yeah, so that is Penrith v Dogs, 2 p.m. That is a target game there. Uh, Sharks, Manly, 4 p.m. from Shark Park. Uh, the Sharkies. Craig Fitzgibbon, wielding the axe. Made some changes. He obviously, Teague Wilton's out injured. Uh, Connor Tracy comes in at centre. Colhoun, I don't know how to say it. I've attempted 15 different ways. I'm confident. Sure, let's run with that. He's in in the 2RF on the left edge. Trindle comes in at six. Talakai on the bench. Um, (laughs) Worth noting that, obviously, Wade Graham has been rested this week. Um, So, he could still come in on that edge. Any given moment in the future, so yeah, I've seen a bit of chat about people looking around Colquhoun, Colquhoun, Colquhoun as a uh, as enough. But, well, I mean, not enough because he's starting dual position front row to RF two hundred sixteen k. I don't love it because he could just be an a nightmare, couldn't he? There's so much without potential. a doubt. Yeah, yes. so I don't love for that. Surely reason. that's the most likely outcome here. And there's also a huge chance Talakai starts on the edge, isn't there? Yes, I think so. Yeah, yep. so don't love it. Ah. Uh, Talakai starts on the edge, you hold. Uh, Late in the re- last game of the round, that's such a dagger, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I, I don't know. You can't do it because of that. No. Because if it was, imagine if it was an 80-minute back rower. I, I don't think he will be. I, 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 yeah, I don't know. I reckon they'll use him more as a middle, is my prediction. Okay. But, yeah. Anyway, knows. last game of the round off the bench, you can't, with that run to come, you can't hold. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, for the Seagulls, no real changes here, but Matty Lodge, I believe it's his club debut for the Seagulls coming off the pine. Um, all right, what do you got for us? T-Rex's topic all the way from England. What have you got for us? Michael Raptor's topic. Um, mate, this week, just a, a little bit of basic run-home trade planning. Now, I just I couldn't advise any more. I, I reckon this will take you... Probably 10 to 15 minutes, probably closer to 15 minutes, just to set yourself up for the run home, a little trade plan. Now, what I mean by this is work, essentially work out in 15 minutes uh, what will save you probably hours and a bunch of headaches in the next seven weeks. First things first, get a pen and paper, go old-fashioned, typewriter, whatever you want to do. Work out how many trades you've got left. Shouldn't take long because you just have to look at it. List all the players that you need back in your team. All right, do I need Fafida, Cleary, Grant, etc.? Once you've done that, work out who are the likely people in your team that you're going to trade to these players that you want back. Do a rough costing of how much each one of these trades is going to cost you. By the end of it, you work out, all right, I can afford that, which would be very unlikely because you're getting all these guns back in. You'll realistically end up neg 300k in the bank before you get these four or five players back in. So then you go, all right, I'm going to need to make two cash grabs in that time. Who are they going to likely be? By that point, you might go, this is going to cost me 10 trades, but I only have eight trades left in the bank. So I can't afford all these people. Yep. So then you go, who are my priorities? Because I need to get them in because I don't want to run without Nathan Cleary for the rest of the season. So you go, I need to get Cleary back. I need to get Fafita back. And I need, want to get Trell in. Yep. So what it'll do is it, it'll stop you from getting three, four weeks down the track and go, I cannot get these blokes back in who are about to finish the season averaging 130 each. Uh, so, yeah, it, mate, it's pretty simple, but just a bit of basic planning. And it, it should mean that you don't miss out on your priority picks. Things change. 
Mm. Like I often do these five week plans and I'll, I'll chat about them uh, on the podcast and two weeks later I say, oh, this screwed your plan, this screwed your plan. It's a rough guide. Doesn't have to be perfect. It's super coach. Things change. Injuries happen. But uh, I think it will save you a world of hurt later on just to do a bit of basic run home planning. So I did one of those about <coughs> two weeks ago. Mm. It's all gone very well. I'll tell you the one thing that has changed a lot. Phoenix Crossland turning into an immortal <laughs> and just kept on making money. He has been incredible. He's at 524K. He's got a negative six break even this week. He played 80 minutes last week at Hooker. One of the great success stories. That's unreal. Of the Supercoach season. It's great. Yeah. I, uh, I flipped him a week or two, maybe even last week, a week yeah. before, but uh, he'd done his job by that point. But far out, mate. You, like, what is he, dual 5'8 hooker? No, halfback. 5'8 five, five, halfback. Yeah. Cash him to whoever you want in the next two weeks for not a lot of money. But months stuff. I like, played him last week. He scored 68. Oh, of course Some. he did. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I'm hoping to push Phoenix Crossland on for close to 600k over the next few weeks. Thank you for profit down to Cam Munster. That's exactly what I'll do. It's unbelievable. <laughs> it's wild. Yeah, so he's it's, been fantastic I'll, for I'll me. I'll tell you the one that uh, I'm hoping is my little ace up the sleeve for the run home. I haven't seen his updated ownership stats, but I know a lot of people turned KP into Cody... Uh, sorry, Cody Walker into KP last week. Great move last week, but oh, with that run home, full strength, I think there's... There's a big run home for Cody. I am so confident that if I don't do it before, I will be trading in Cody Walker round 27. Round 27, yeah. For the if race. I don't do it before, I will 100% be doing it that way. So so you said you want... You've There's got, a good chance I go Cody Walker and AJ for that week, I reckon. Yeah, so you'll have... Uh, you've got KP at fullback or 5'8 right now? 5'8 at the moment. With Phoenix? Yeah. So the plan will be to go to Munster... I think so. Not Cody. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm still... I, I'm not ruling out Dill Brown either when he comes back. Don't rate it because... So he's back next week, round 23. Yep. Dragons, great matchup, but then goes Broncos, Roosters, Panthers. The Broncos and mm. Panthers games are both away, then the bye in round 27. Could be Dill Brown straight to Cody Walker, Dill, so round 27. Cody Walker. The, the reason why I like Dill Brown is because I just think no one else will do it. Yeah. That's part of the reason why I like yeah. it. Have you seen the bunnies draw? Uh, no, run me through it. I'm about to change the trade plan, so you're welcome again. Broncos this week, both Trell <laughs> and Cody have high break even, so if you don't own them, there's no rush to get them in for this week, I don't think. Tigers next week. Tigers, Sharks, Dragons, Knights. By Roosters. He could average 120 in that time. Yeah. So, I'm going to say ace up the sleeve. I, I'm devastated KP's not in my team, but I'm very happy to, to own Cody there as a, a semi sort of pod. Yeah, Cody might be coming in next week. Yeah, rate it. Well, h- how much is Cody Walker? What are we talking? Is, is he eight? 7.30. With oh. a, 7.30 with a 128 break even. So, you know, if he punches out 75 this week against the Bronx up there... You might get about 680k, which is a bargain. Gun. I'll go Phoenix straight to Cody. Yeah. Thanks, mate. You're, yeah, really, no, you're not it, bad at this. See, I'm you're like... You're not great at it because yeah. you're not on the trophy, but you're see, not bad. See, when you hide all this shit from me and play your little scheming games, I'm an open book to you. I look after you. <laughs> I would love nothing more than for you not to buy Cody, but I'm here for you. Jeez, if only you knew on my Instagram was, you could see it all. Um, <laughs> all right. Where are we up to? What have we done? Stats. Uh, stats. <laughs> mate, there's some here that I am... Very excited mm. to hear about. The first one, what a season he's having. Dally M favourite, SJ, what do you reckon? 
Yep. Yeah, I think so. right up there, yep. right? Definitely. Yeah. There's just not a lot of players that take points off him in that side. You yep. look at, I think, four of the past five Daly M winners. What do we have? Nico's, Jack White, and uh, Turbo was Turbo Field. Anyway, or RTS, all players that didn't really have, they were the standard in the side and they didn't have players taking points off them. Anyway, SJ is one where every time he carves apart and I'm like, I don't own him and it hurts you a little bit inside. I'm like, I'm yep. so happy to see this. I don't, doesn't even feel bitter. Um, SJ, this one is from Supercoach Guns on Twitter, I saw. <clears throat> so all the chat. Put out of, some great content. Yeah, good stuff. Yep. Good stats. One, all the chat is, all right, you've got to get Cleary in this week and run a Cleary Nico combination for the run home. But there's just a little bit of simmering chat of, do you have to? Because the Sharkies may or may not have hit a wall, but they've got a tough run home. People are starting to say, well, do I need to sell SJ with, I think he's got four tonnes in his last six games. The top six worst defences in the competition by points. Supercoach Guns on Twitter. Number one, Doggies. Two, Dragons. Three, Dolphins. Four, Tigers. Five, four Tigers, five Titans, six Raiders. SJ plays five of those on the run home. Makes you think. I, I believe that – I believe Nico and Cleary is the answer on the run home. Yeah. But it's food for thought. It is food for thought. I'm with you, though. I'll be sticking with the proven guns mm. and champions. Like, I, I do think you have to have Cleary. It's a huge play to, to get rid of Nico, the spies thinking about it, and holding on to – getting Cleary in for Nico and holding on to SJ. And the spy is unhinged this I year. I know he is, yeah. Yeah. He's escaped loose. the asylum. He's, he's gone mad. He's loose. So, yeah, as I said, I, I'm Nico Cleary, but I think particularly if you are low on trades, there's people out there, I don't know how it's happened, but with like sub, like three, four trades, if you're in that position, all right, I get it, because what it also does is it does free up a ton of cash, get going Nico down to Cleary. Not a ton, but a fair bit. So I understand in that scenario, but yeah. Not for me, but worth thinking about. The sub three to four trades, that, that's an addiction. Yeah. Something's gone terribly wrong there. It's, you're, sh- you're, sh- you're running. Yeah, yeah. Fate is in the hands of the supercoach gods. Yeah. I, yeah, no thanks. I don't wish you well because... No, <laughs> no, no for, way. I've set up for complete If you've opposite. got three or four trades left, you, you'd want to be at the top. <laughs> yeah. You would want to be right up there. Yeah. Uh, talk about the wizard, Harry Grant. Yep, Probably so game of the season last week, I thought. A, yeah, here's a really interesting one. Now, I wrote an article, a storm preview, way back in Feb, that feels like about three years ago, uh, around his stats. And there are. The, it was based around him averaging 90-odd rounds, one to about 12, and then post-origin similar on the run home. And in the origin period last season, he averaged 57 points in seven games. That is taking the game before origin, origin one and the game after Origin three. So I thought, all right, I'll do the numbers for this year. 68-point average in six games. Pretty solid. This mm. is more for like future notice. Yep. In that time, though, I think, which is significant, he averaged 77 minutes because they didn't have a noted backup number nine. We spoke about that earlier on, that we thought he might continue playing big minutes as a result. In that time, though, he had lows of 34, 34, and 48. He had an outlier of 123, which really shot that up. And he had four tries in that period. So it's more one going into next year when we do consider him for round one and, and like, what his average reads this year and his price because the origin period definitely takes a hit on him. And let's say they do have a more noted or reliable backup hooker next season going into origin. I do think 
the case will be to sell him prior to Origin 1. For next season? For next season, yeah. yeah. So he's got out of it fine with 68 and 6 games, but as I said, and I know it sounds a bit silly because he did get it, but if you take that 123 out, pretty grim. Yeah. So that saved his average across that period, but yeah, just a, worth noting. Uh, next guy, who's Isaac takes two to... Isaac Tunga, is that how it's pronounced? Is that is he... Is he from Penrith? Is he... What's... You're running this shit, mate. <laughs> Isaac Tunga, tell us about him. Okay, so here's a really good one. Really popular this week. I think he's about 723K. Uh, and this one actually is another... You can tell I've uh, been busy doing my research this week. This one's from Matty Broom, uh, an SC player who does a bit of co- contributing for BBL for us and a really good footy NRL super coach as well. Isaac Tungo. This is all coinciding around the, the return of Nathan Cleary. So since the start of 2022... In 14 games without Nathan Cleary, he averaged 70 points. Impressive. In 2022 games with Cleary starting, he averages 59. For argument's sake, if you take out his possible anomaly of 142, that averages 55 in 21 games. So I just wanted to lead into a conversation about your boy Isaac Tungo and the return of Nathan Cleary. Because Mm. the way I see it, absolutely is a goodbye. Mate, the bloke is on a tear. He'll shift back to that left edge. Cleary will obviously command a lot more ball on the right going away from him. Jack Cogger was brilliant for him. Just gave him early ball, let him do his thing. How do you think the return of Nathan Cleary is going to impact Isaac Tungo and is he trading this week? Uh, I am the biggest fan in the world, as you all know. Uh, I'm not even really looking at him. I, I just think with with Nath coming back, I think they will be more dominant down that Mm. edge. I think that when Nath isn't there... They simplify everything, and I think it, especially like you have a look at the way they played last week. Obviously, they moved him to the right side to accommodate Tyron Peachy on the left. And as much as they are a team of stars, when they've got the Origin guys out, he's the strike player. He is. He yeah. becomes the yeah, guy, and it becomes just get the ball to him, and he can create something out of absolutely nothing. Not saying he won't over the next few weeks, but I just think with all the other strike weapons back and whatnot, and with Nath back being dominant on that right edge. Not for me. Yeah, And so many gun CT dubs at the moment floating around that you're yeah. trying to end your team. <clears throat> I'm a bit the same. And 723, like, pretty spenno. Yeah. So it absolutely does not mean he's a bad buy. Like, if you want to get him in, back yourself because he's on a tear. But I'm saying not for me. I would also suggest as well, and people might say it's a little bit over the top, he is the sort of player, he's got that. When they need him to do something... When it's a tight game, that's when he stands in the He's got a bit of monster to him. When they are polishing teams and giving it to him, that's when you'll see him just catch and pass yeah. and deal. When they need something, he takes it upon himself. That the mate, what he's doing at the age he's at and the experience he's had is honestly unbelievable. He's a proper freak. Yeah, right. That I will be looking at him in the future, but I don't think, and even have a look at their run over the next few weeks. I think there could be a few blowout games in there. There's a lot of games at Bluebet to finish. If you were There's stuck, two games that aren't at Bluebet to finish. If you were stuck on a deserted island Ooh. for 12 months, yeah. would it be with Isaac Tungo or Jamar Hopgood? It's tough. <laughs> Might take a bit of both. <laughs> you can't. How are the splinters in your ass, mate? <laughs> <laughs> Give me one. Um, I'll take Jermaine. Right. my boy. I'm going to tell oh, Tango that you don't love him anymore. Yeah, I know. I, I'm going to reach out to him this afternoon <laughs> and apologise. Um, okay. Next one. Ooh. Sean Lane. The giraffe. Super Talk pod. to me. Yeah. Super pod. So, 
494k. Obviously, an extremely disrupted season this year due to injury, which is, I mean, Parramatta have been pretty good considering losing, you know, the two sort of strike back rowers in Isaiah Papali'i as well last season. But yeah, 494k, getting a few games under his belt. This time last year, he went on a run seven straight games of an 83-point average. They do have the bye in round 27, uh, but for a lot of head-to-head players, they'll have the grand final in round 26. Irrelevant. Uh, not for me because I prefer Cam Murray, but far out, again, food for thought. Well, you, before yeah. you completely convinced me off Dill Brown, that was my plan, to get both of these two in. Right. Which I still don't hate, but you're right, that Cody Walker shit is very appealing. The thing about Lane and Parramatta, Parramatta have a really difficult run home. Difficult runs don't concern with forwards. Often it means tighter games, more ball in play, more work rate. Sure, there might be a little bit less um, upside for attack, but it doesn't worry me too much. It's more the outside backs and and the spine players when you look at tough runs. Can I ask you, um, 80-minute games this year for Sean Lane, 36, 65, 63, 44, 33. Tougher matchups. I agree with you. I, they don't worry me too much with forwards. Mm. But if I'm buying Sean Lane, I do want him to score tries. Do those points worry you or are you happy just to back in the pedigree from last year? Yeah, so, so I mean, looking at them, the first two games, 80 and 70-minute games, are his first two games back. He didn't play the first five rounds. Yep. So getting a bit of fitness under the belt. He hasn't... Sorry, he scored one try this season. That was two weeks ago against the Warriors. And he doesn't have a... He's got one try assist... And it might have been off a kick or like there was no line basis to go with it, I don't think. So I do think it's like largely in base. Look, I wouldn't be doing it this week anyway. 68 break even 494. I think it's more one to monitor this week. And if he comes out and belts out 50 in base, which you know he can do and looks better, genuine option. But it's not one that I'd be going on this week. We need to see a bit more. Yeah, fair shout. All right. Um, Questions? Questions. All right, let's roll. First one comes from at Loose Tension. Do you think Tracy inside Mulatalo is going to help his attacking stats? I think it could. I might be hoping against hope. But I am a big... I said it on Monday. I am a huge fan of Connor Tracy. I love when he comes into this side. I love when you get centers who have the mindset of halves. And this guy does. I wouldn't be surprised to see Mulatalo pick up a few more points. I'm not playing him this week. Hmm. And I'm not confident I don't trade him next week. But I think it could help him. What are your thoughts? I know he's like got the halves pedigree, but he's not a notorious... Like, he's a run first half when he is. He's not a notorious passer, I don't think. Like, I can see him getting a lot of ball and taking the line on. I think it's underrated how good Steve Talakai was at dragging in defenders and just that subtle tip on. That's fair. It's unbelievable. Yeah. So I, I would lean towards being negative for Mully Talo. I, I, I don't say it with confidence, but my gut feel says that, no, I don't think it will help him. All right. Put your money where your mouth is. I bet you he gets higher than he did last week. <laughs> you know what? Over under I, nine. You know what? I'll, I'll, take, I'll take it because I'm going to play it and he's going to score about six. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Uh, yeah, an interesting one there. Um, geez, hasn't Muladalo been a bed shit by the vast majority of us? Obviously not this bad last year, but pretty well two years in a row he's killed. Yeah. I think last year he was okay. I remember as we were going to Origin last year, I sat on a train with you for 40 minutes mm. 
and you did not shut the fuck up about Mulatalo. And I got off that train and went, I've got to trade him in. <laughs> He's convinced me. I've got to get him. And ever since then, he just hasn't. Yeah. Yeah. It's been painful. He looks so good. He does. He looks so good. Yeah. I mean, he... <clears throat> He's a winger, isn't he? He's a result of how good are the blokes inside you're going. Yeah. When the Sharks are winning and putting scores on, he'll kill it. Yeah. When they're not, he won't. And unfortunately, the, he's just attack reliance. We've really found out the last two weeks. Yeah. Does the does the fact that the Sharkies, I think they've got, I think in the next five games, they <coughs> play four top eight teams. Does that worry you? Oh, big time. Yeah. I, think, I think he's a luxury trade. And I say luxury because he's dropped so much value. Like he's down to 524K, break even 147. So if you don't sell him this week, you don't sell him. I think he can sit there as a sort of fifth, sixth centre wing for the rest of the season to plug and play in the softer matchups. If I was you with 12 trades left, I'd be flipping. I have, what I say, eight or nine or something. I, I'm reluctant to because I'm like, at the price when I want to prioritise. Guys like Latrell Mitchell and Cleary's coming back in this week, potentially paying Haas next week. I'm like, well, I don't really want to pay up 6.57 for a gun and waste that money when Mully Taylor on his day can score as well of him. So I think he's a luxury trade. Yeah, fair shout. I just, if I trade him this week, I can't get to who I want to. Mm. And if I don't trade him this week, I'm going to lose 100k on him. And I, I think if I don't trade him this week, I probably have to hold him. And and Darussi made the point last night. <laughs> If you're not selling a player, break even to relevant. If you hold him to the end of the season, he could be a 300k or 900k. Nothing changes to yep. your squad. There's a really good chance I get to the end to round 27 and uh, Ty Munro could be worth more than Muller Taylor. Ty Munro could be worth the, worth more than Muller Taylor in three weeks. It's going to really fuck people that he's because I'm sure a lot of people would have had in their plans sell Ty Munro in X amount of weeks for four mm. 500k. Now that he's missed this week, it makes it tough. I got Munro in last week to free up cash and that was more with an idea I'm probably holding him for the season. Mm. If he does hit 500 plus, sweet, I'll get in a gun, CT dub to finish the season. But with the bunnies draw, he's so playable, Munro, hopefully if he comes back next week in a lot of games. Um, but yeah, I brought him in with a being realistic that he's probably going to be there to the end of the season. He's one that could definitely go around 26 probably, especially if he's up to sort of 450, 500k when they've got the buy. Yeah. Christ, he feels like a kid that's going to score three tries against the Chooks, though. Yeah. Good God, he feels like a kid that's going to ruin the Roosters. Oh, guns. Yeah. Very good player. Very excited about Ty. Patty and George, Morgan's Choice SCW. <coughs> Guys, normally I mention their expert expertise, I should say, around refinancing, first home buying, debt consolidation, those aspects of their work. Uh, their passion, though, seeing this uh, in the flesh, their biggest service is offering education to people around financial well-being. They're putting this into practice as well by starting their own podcast, going live on Spotify this Thursday. Uh, dare I say it, something that Paddy was born to do. That man can talk underwater. In a nutshell, if you ever say at school, you know, you wonder why you learn about Pythagoras theory and those sorts of things. Uh, you'd never use it in life, but not how to lodge a tax return. This podcast is for you. The, the basics around finance that can help you in life, something super, super beneficial. They're short, sharp, snappy podcasts. They do a lot of interviews with you know accountants, small business owners, financial planners, uh, and make it concise and as interesting as they can. To stay in touch with that and stay in tune, follow TTY underscore the podcast on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, or like them on Apple, Spotify. To get the ball rolling for this week only, they've got a competition via their Instagram, their normal Instagram handle at pat and george underscore scw. 
Guess the correct score for the Manly v Sharks game to win a $100 gold class movie voucher. Uh, I'll tag that in the post on Instagram so you can get onto that one. Free crack at that. Remember as well that if you get in touch with them, mention SC Playbook to save $120 on a free consult. Okay, next question from Tate Johnson, a regular question sender in a Put that on a t-shirt. Uh, from Tate, is Latrell a must high break even? Can we wait? I'm getting him this week because I can, but I just want to get him in there ASAP. I learnt my lesson from last year, which was cruel to say the least. Yeah. I am going to get him next week and I have, talking about that trade plan before, all my trades revolve around getting... Latrell in. Yeah. I'm like, make a plan, make sure Trell can come in. Um, he's not a must-have, no, because you've got Drinkwater going bonkers. You're not selling him. Gutho looms as a sell this week, a reluctant one, but you've got significantly cheaper options in Reese Walsh, James Tedesco. It's very open, the fullback slot this season. A lot of people might have... Like Munster and, and Cody at 5'8", they might have KP at fullback. So I think not a must, but a great buy. I'm more than happy to wait until next week just because it's his first game back in a while. We know Trell does, uh, you know, he'll benefit a lot from the run, getting a few Ks under the, under the belt. So next week for me, and playing Brisbane up in Brizzy, it's at Sunshine Coast, I should say. So, yeah, next week for me, but also no knock on going this week. Yeah, I'm bringing him in this week. He's going to be my VC, I think. Um, all right. With obviously a look at who's going to be my captain. I think you'd have to score 400 this week to yeah. give clear of the C. Yeah. Um, okay, the next one comes from Jack Help. Latrell or Grant? Which one do you prioritise? Uh, Grant. Grant? Just because there are so many good fullbacks around, Trell has a break even of he's about 135, 140-odd, so in theory he should be dropping a fair bit of cash. I think you just get Grant in, lock him in, looks set to make a bit of money as well, so he's at a good price. Again, Trell first game back from injury in a, in a long time. Grant's the, the pick this week. Uh, this one from Jordan Wensley. Is Cam Munster a buy? You grabbed him last week. I don't think I'm ever actually going to have him. Mm. So I'm now leaning towards Cody Walker. But even before that, I, I was even sort of thinking Dill Brown before Cam Munster. I know Cam Munster, brilliant player, but I'm looking to finish this season with getting players that are going to hurt people. Um, so I'm probably looking at Cody Walker. What are your thoughts? I prefer Cody of the two, <coughs> particularly with the draw. What, like, how would you summarise, without looking at stats, Munster's Supercoach season this year? Oh, I reckon it'll be the same as every year. I think, oh, he hasn't been great. And then I look at the stats and I would say he's averaging 70, 72, something around that mark. Correct. You're yeah. spot on. Shocking. And I'm the same. Like, off the top the of my 15th head, fucking yeah. season. Yeah, right. off the top of my head, I'm like, he's been okay in Supercoach, but as a non-owner to this point in the season, I haven't been hurt by him. Whatever. He's averaging 72. What's his high? 124. He's had a 124 and a 114. There is two tons. He has a They're low, not huge. He has oh, a, low, not, no, yeah. a low of 37 against... Penrith, yep. that was also, he missed Origin round 16, rested round 17, that was the game back, and uh, had a, f yeah, so a couple of low You take runs. out Penrith games anyway. Essentially, yes. So, he's just one that I think, run home, Melbourne playing for a top four spot, the Mad Dogs, he'll come, not come good, because he hasn't gone bad, but yeah, I feel like 72 is, not scratched, like he averaged 81 last year. 
I haven't done the numbers. I'll have a look um, post-show and throw it out there somewhere this week, but I'd like to see Munster's run-home stats as he, as he warms into the finals. Uh, that being said, yeah, absolutely not a must-have. He's very affordable at 660k, but he's one I'm excited to have as... I don't know if he'll be a pod, but with, all, yeah, with a few good 5.8s around, and I said Cody, probably the priority. Everyone owns KP. Good luck. Good luck to own. Yeah. I just don't think Munster can finish my season. Which is the guys the guys that can finish my season, the ones I'm getting into, and I've I don't feel like Munster is one of those guys. So mm. I'm gonna go without him. Um Q three weeks time when he fucking fists someone and I'm sitting <laughs> here in tears. Uh from Ash Thomas. Is Tino a sell? A three game suspension, I believe it is. We spoke about it earlier in the show. If you had him, what would you be doing? And if you had trades to sell him? Yeah, it's all circumstantial, but he is a sell for almost everyone out there. Uh, the exception would be if you've got two front rowers that can get you through the next three weeks, you can mm. probably hold him because you don't need to sell him. That being said, he misses three of the next seven games minimum. Over 800k on your bench, a front rower. I, I, like, I do think he's a sell, but... Look, if you're lowish on trades, you're running out a bit and you can cover him until that time, you, there's a case to hold, but yeah, I'd be moving him on. Jeez, I cannot wait to buy him in three weeks' time. The issue is that the Warriors have the buy next week, so anyone who owns either of Torhu or AFB, there's every chance you're going to be short. Next week's going to be very interesting with the Wars. I don't have any of them. I don't have Chance. I don't have DWZ. I don't have AFB. I don't have any of those guys. It's like, there's, there's a few people with like Jackson Ford still who's doing well. Yeah. But I reckon next week, I reckon there'll be a lot of people in that top thousand bracket that have got that have ridden the SJ and DWZ wave. Next week could really yeah. hurt them. Big time. Or uh, it's going to flush two trades. Yeah. But I guess with yeah. their run home, you probably wouldn't. But I'm looking forward to next week. Yeah. Well, yeah. I've, I've got Torhu. He's my only one. But yeah, yeah plan to get him Payne House next week to cover that. But, but I think unless you've got Tino, I think we've all got front row forwards to cover Torhu not playing. I do anyway. I don't. It's the only position in my squad that I don't have depth at the moment. Yeah, right. So, so who's in your front row? I've got, I've got Tarpanay. Yeah. And Torhu. Yeah. And then my backups, Frank the Tank. Do you still have him? <laughs> He's still pretty highly <laughs> I owned. Think I think so, yeah. I've got Pele and uh, Samuel Afainu. So pretty well my entire bench from hooker down to fullback is quality. Like, pretty old genuine guns, except my front row. So, yeah, that's why I've got the plan to get in Payne House next week, so they'll have the depth there. Yeah, I've got uh, Frank the Tank in my front row and Finu in my 2RF. Yeah, so I'm, I'm getting Haas in and then Finu's going to slot down to 2RF. And then because I'll have Tarpany there, who's dual, um, I'll be able to do the old switcheroo there and have a bit of flexibility. Torhu's also dual, so that's going to be gold. How good's uh, Frank the Tank, speaking of him? For all the talk in the pre-season, how excited we got on everything. Made a grand total of $2,900. Thank you, Franklin. <sighs> Unbelievable. Just a stalwart this year. <laughs> <laughs> it can only go up. All right, last one. Oh, I love this question. From Martin Rivers, just says, <clears throat> Campbell Graham. I'm going to get him in. I, you've even convinced me more on that draw. And now that I think about that draw, having Campbell Graham and Ty Munro, I am even more excited about that. So I am worried with Latrell and Cody back on the field if it could be left side dominant. But I just think that right side has just so, shown so much this year. And I think with Coleman Tungy there as well I, and Ty Munro, who's a fucking weapon, 
I just think they will start to get more ball. Over the, well, they will continue to get more ball, I should say. There's no reason why and what we've seen this year and, and what we've seen when Latrell was fit and playing with Cody that, that will we go back to being left-side dominant as we've seen in the past. I, I think the right side should get every bit much every bit as much ball. Yeah. Uh, Cam Graham on his great buy, 67K, so he's very affordable, owned by next to no one because he's been out for a while. We know he's got big upside. Tops of 145 and 132 this season. I think he's a terrific buy. One that I would love to be able to get in, but my CT dub's pretty stacked and it's just not an area of concern for me. Uh, I think because of that round 26 buy for the Bunnies, there's going to be a lot of people there that you already own a handful of them. So I probably can't afford to get another bunny in. Yep. If I do go down, we get to trade shortly, but if I do go, go down the Cam Murray route, I'll definitely have too many if I, I go down to Campbell Graham as well. So for those reasons, yeah, what a great pod to have. All right, our last question, which is a good little transition into that, and I forgot to write the name of the person that it came from, so shout out to you. Anyone talking about Cam Murray, huge discount, <laughs> proven gun, this will lead us into our trade options because he's a guy you're looking at. Personally, mm. I hate it. But convince me. Uh, well, his last four seasons, he's averaged 71, 70, 68, 69. Traditionally as well, I think they're probably down a little bit in through origin period, getting a few rests and a few fewer minutes. I think the Rabbitohs sitting, what are they, eighth on the ladder or seventh on the ladder or something, playing for finals footy. And I think there's every chance that they'll be soon playing for a top four spot. I mean, they already are. but So I think he plays big minutes on the run home. Like, even adding, he had got injured post-Origin 1, scored 28 and 31, so that reduced that. A few lower scores in there. The point is that he's 480k. He's not having a season that we've seen in recent years, and there's a few issues, but he scored two tries all year. Prolific try scorer for a forward. He's set up two tries all year, two or three tries all year. Four tries? Four tries this season. Not too bad, but he's got... Plenty more attack to come. And as I said, he's 482K. If you're 650, I'd be going, he hasn't done enough to justify that price tag. But the fact that you can cash in, say, a good 2RF or front rower and make, say, 200K for Cam Murray to allow trades elsewhere, you don't even necessarily have to play him every week. I think he's uh, I think he's foolproof. Yeah, I'm not into it. Uh, he plays Broncos tonight, uh, this weekend, which I actually prefer that matchup. What do I worry about, mate? Tigers, Cronulla, Dragons, Newcastle. Early showers. Yeah, that's my big <coughs> worry. Uh, I, I mean, as you said, and I agree with you, prolific try scorer. He's a fantastic uh, try scorer, has been for a long time. So, yeah, I'll probably back him in to crash over for one or two tries during that period. But I do wonder if leading into this final series um, where, you know, they're, you know, and realistically, <laughs> regardless of how the Roosters are going, the South Sydney Rabbitohs, they're playing five weeks of finals, not four. Once taking that Roosters game, which will be a war. Uh, they have got a buy before that, but I just worry that Tigers, Dragons, Newcastle, those games could get very, very ugly. And I worry that he could get early showers there. So that's part of the reason why I'm not keen on him. And yes, you know, spells during Origin and whatnot, fair. Give you the hot tip. Origin didn't start in round seven. <laughs> like he's been going pretty average yeah, well yeah. before Origin. Um, not So since round seven... He has one try and no assists. I am banking on his talent to increase that. Yep, fair shout. And that's what you got to do at the end of the day, back in the season. you got to back your gut in there. Uh, and yeah, mate, I mean, if in five weeks' time you're sitting here going, well, he scored five tries in five weeks, 
Yeah. yeah. Sure, he's Keir Murray, yeah. of course. I'm just not keen on it. I think he'll lose me. Yeah, and that's it where I'm like, okay, at 480k, if in five weeks' time he's averaging 50, 55, I'm like, damn, I'm like, well, it's also feed up 200k to yep. do shit elsewhere. Yep. And I've got a rock solid, at worst, depth player in my team. Yeah. So sure. I don't see how it goes wrong. Yep. I also think that no matter what, you've also, he is a 100% definite round 27 number. Yeah. There's no way he doesn't feature in that game. Yeah. So. There's silver linings to it. Not for me, though. Um, trades and skippers this week. So, trades-wise, I'm going to bring in Latrell Mitchell. I'm going to bring in Campbell Graham. What are you doing again? Who are you selling? Uh, great question. One of the great questions I'll all go. the time <laughs> there. You go. So, Mitch Moses to Nathan Cleary for me. Bit of a no-brainer with that doggies matchup. Nathan Cleary coming in as my skipper. The second trade that I'm weighing up this week, not one that I'm thrilled about, but... It's also one where, with where I'm sitting overall, I need to make a few moves and it's going to facilitate. Considering Jermaine Hopgood down to Cam Murray, Hopgood 724k, so there's heaps of value about him. Eels have a late season buy. I don't think he's going to hurt me by not owning him. I would love to hold him, but Hopgood down to Murray will then allow me next week it's going to be a little bit tight, but should allow me next week to go Peachy to Latrell and Preston to Payne Haas. So that'd be four trades in two weeks, leaving me with four trades for the run home. But as that would stand with three, four, five, six, five rounds to go, I wouldn't need to make any more trades. So I've got four trades in the bank for dealing with anything that happens. How tight is that move to Latrell? Because, <laughs> good God, that'd be funny next week if you're missing by a bee's dick. If you, if you want to see the, <laughs> that what goes through my head when I do Supercoach planning, I was sitting up last night, took about three days to, to upload the Playbook podcast. So I got home, it was about 11.30. Were you here? I, I was here, yeah. Oh, and, and I'm sitting there and I was just like, to the minute <laughs> amount, best worst case scenarios of... Trell's price drops, Hass price, price drops, rises, Preston's, calculated into a T. Uh, and I worked, worked out that I should scrape in by around about 30K, which is small. <laughs> it pretty much all revolves around Latrell Mitchell. So Latrell is 813K. He's projected to score 79 points, which would be a 50K price drop. That'd be fine. He could score a little bit more than that and I'd be okay. If he can come out in his first game back v Brisbane and punch out 60-odd, like, I'll shit it in. But it's... I Latrell's the one. I need yeah. Latrell not to go... To be fair, Latrell's history with you is that he tends to go quiet when you don't own him. <laughs> so I don't think there's anything to be concerned about. <laughs> Mate, I'm bringing in Latrell this week yeah. 80% out of fear. Yeah. Because last, last year just oh, no. fucking fucked me. I, I, I think we both did so well to finish top 1,000 last year without Latrell. Because oh, it was just... It was harder and harder every single Nightmares. So, look, I should be okay, but... We'll reassess this time next week. Yeah. So I am thinking I will go definitely Gutherson to Latrell, and then I'm thinking Talakai to Graham, Campbell Graham. I'm also considering the Mulatalo move. Uh, I just need to work out if I might miss those funds by a touch. But 
that's the other direction I am thinking. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I think either Molotala or Siffer, but I think it will end up being Siffer, just cash-wise. Yeah, which means, you're, again, you're in a unique position of having a, a ton of trades, but you're probably holding Molotala if the season's a fifth, sixth centre wing, which is fine. As long as you don't have to rely on playing him in every week with, with some of those tougher games, I think it's okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, just trying to work that out now. Anyway, I'll, I'll update that later in the week because this is giving me a headache. Um, captains made uh, one answer, isn't it? It's got to be Cleary. It's got to be Cleary. If you can't afford him, if you don't have any trades, mm. shout out to all you dickheads out there. <laughs> if, you can, if you don't have enough trades to get Cleary in this week, something has gone seriously fucking wrong yeah. over there. Especially because people are moving from Jerome Hughes... Potentially Nico Hines, for me, Mitch Moses. All these blokes have value, so it's not costing you that much. It's not like you've got – like, what's Phoenix now? 520 or maybe 600. You're needing to find over 200K to do it. We, like, it shouldn't be too hard to trade. Let me put it to you like this. If this – if you had, like, two to three trades left, right, mm. and this was your last trade you could make before the back end of the season, who would you rather have for the next few weeks, Nath or Sean Johnson? If you had Sean Johnson now, would you trade him to Nath? If I had say like three trades. Yeah. Considering the Warriors run and whatnot. Nath could potentially get rested towards the back end. Great question. And uh, I'm sure there will be people that are in that yeah. boat. There will be Hines slash Johnson owners going, do I run the hot hand or do I just it's go to the proven guard? because Warriors have the buy next week. But you could cover it. But I mean, yeah, the Warriors have the buy. Nath, you would have to think he probably gets rested for around 27. Surely they're locked in for a home final or pretty close mm. to. Coming back from a hamstring injury, if you've got like three trades left, probably not. You sit and just, you don't watch the Panthers-Doggies game this week. <laughs> but as you said, like SJ has a brilliant run home. Yep. So probably not if I'm of three sub trades. But because mm. I know this is probably like going down um, conspiracy theory lane and, and you're, not conspiracy theory, but like... <laughs> I'm fucking here for yeah, it. Yeah. Let's go. No, no, no. So it was, it was the wrong wording. But you're getting a bit if and but and this and that. But, like, it is clear he's coming back from a hamstring injury. People tweak them. It happens. If he does and you've gone Johnson to Cleary and you had three trades left and then you have to then get Cleary out at 800k, you're down to one trade. Season's over. Your season's done. And then you could be sitting there watching SJ average 100 on the run home. So probably not. You just got to grit your teeth through this week is the big one. Tell you what, just like obviously I was, I was hoping not for SJ, but geez, I held my breath the other day. Did you see SJ at one point went down holding his Achilles? Yeah. I sort of thought, yeah. oh my God, this is going to turn everything on its fucking head yeah. here. NRL, super coach, everything. Thank God he's all right, but fuck, it would have been interesting if he went down. Yeah, oh God, thank, thank Christ. Would have been wild. All right. We're done and dusted? We're done, mate. It's good to have you back, buddy. I, I genuinely did miss you. <laughs> did you? Yeah. I, we, I, obviously, shout out to uh, Spy and Razor, who came in the last few weeks, did tremendous jobs. They were fantastic. Um, but, yeah, it's good to have you back, mate. Good to be back, mate. Fresh of mind for the run home. Um, deflated because my team's starting to go shit, but um, fresh of mind. I'm ready to go. Nothing a few beers on Saturday can't fix, right? I'm on a booze band, mate. I don't drink. 
Only the good stuff. H2O for me. Yeah, booze band and Supercoach points band, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Thanks for joining us once again. uh, We've got the link for Blue Wealth Property in the description. Uh, So hit that down there to check it out. And make sure you go and grab yourself a case of Bloke in a Bar. Uh, Most of us will be out at Henson Oval on Saturday for the... Beers and footy festival, beers, beers food, food and footy burgers. festival. Yeah. Might be a couple of burgs. I won't be missing. I'll tell you that much for <laughs> free. Uh, and we'll be there at the Bloke Ten enjoying ourselves. I think it's uh, Wes and Dela yeah. morning. Yep. And then we've got there might be some flag, and then we've got the New South Wales Cup, which I was hoping Maddie pointed it out last night. I was hoping it would be Wade Graham and Maddie Moylan playing. Mm. Neither's been named though, which is unfortunate. And I also think, unfortunately, uh, Kale Ito. Like could be anything for next year. I think he's actually 18th man for the Sharkies. Oh, he's so for you. he might not be playing, which is uh, which you may see an old-fashioned guru tantrum on the sideline <laughs> at Henson. So uh, it's been a while, but uh, one of the great grounds in the country, I think. Yeah, I think there'll be 8,247 people there as well. Yes, there will be a lot. And yes, he hasn't been named, mad. All right, thanks for joining us once again, guys. Our mate Cooper Johns is playing, though. The man. The man. The king. He is the man. He enjoyed himself that night. That was good times. (laughs) All right, we're going. Thanks for coming. Uh, We'll see you next week.